Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone today we have Amita Kamath as our guest and she is the people and culture manager at observed.ai hi amita how are you doing today i'm i'm doing really well thank you thank you so much for giving me this opportunity nikita thank you so much for joining in uh, amita before we begin you know we just want to set a base for our listeners we want to understand how your career journey has been so far so would you help us with the same uh sure sure so uh, as you all know my name is amita and uh, i'm currently working with uh, observe.ai where i lead employee engagement employee experience wellbeing and cultural initiatives um i was born and brought up in india's commercial and entertainment capital mumbai uh, where i completed my graduation i had most of my childhood in mumbai um before joining observe i worked as executive assistant over a period of 9 years and uh, during that 9 years i got the privilege to work with some of the best ceos and cxos of the country um i think these 9 years actually shaped up a lot about my professional persona i would say uh, so when you work as an ea you look at the organization from a ceo's lens right the hardships of a ceo uh, the process of arriving at difficult decisions uh, all that gives you a very different perspective it makes you very strategic at the same time Uh, so that expertise i believe is something that i am uh, using now in my role here at observe um so to give you more context on my human resource uh, career journey i joined observe when we were less than 20 members in india and zero members in us uh, literally no one in us um this was in feb 2019 is when i started my journey with observe Uh, and i think that charm of uh, startup is very different uh, you know the bond that you get to create uh, with your peers is similar to the one you create in you know in your childhood in your school so that that's a very different charm of a startup and uh, you know when you are a part of a startup you get to be part of so many first of the organization right uh, so that stage of the company gave me an opportunity to build the hr function uh, brick by brick Uh, learn everything literally by doing it so that makes my hr foundation very very strong because we build everything from scratch from uh, you know a very basic operational tasks like creating and uh, creating employee pf setting up bgd which is with you guys uh, with spring verify um, you know to and from there to very strategic and uh, you know global projects which we lead here today uh, and i'm very proud to say that by 2020 observe ai was uh, certified as and listed as great place to work uh, so more or less that sums up my journey uh, you know my entire uh, career journey i would say that is amazing to know now when we are talking about you know the different milestones that you have said i'm sure that there will be a lot of uh, employee wellbeing and resilience that you looked at when you were starting the career journey and when you had different employees in place for observe now my query for you here is what do these terms employee wellbeing and resilience mean to you how do you like addressing them 
that that's an interesting question and and as you rightly said i think the organizations are really really focusing on employee wellbeing especially pandemic taught us that right earlier we were conscious of it but we were not so uh, we were not practicing those things um so wellbeing and resilience i think are two different things but at the same time interrelated because it's all about one's overall wellbeing so i'll talk about resilience first um so every person is so different right their ability to uh, you know uh, recover from a stress or manage stress or recover from any personal trauma it's very different it's different for every person so as hr pros if we have to make our workplace resilient then we have to start start from you know a very simple and basic step uh, which is building trust you know uh building trust at different levels horizontal vertical all dimensions that you can think of you know uh, the the trust should be there among every peer every employee manager it should be there across organization so that's what i mean by you know all the dimensions and uh, one of the key elements uh, to build a trust anywhere whether it is organization or you know in your personal relationship i think it's clear and transparent communication practices and being empathetic you know not just listening to what an employee is sharing but actually trying to understand what he or she is trying to share you know uh, reassuring them that it's going to be uh, better it's going to be fine whatever happens the organization is going to provide the required support irrespective of the policy in place or no in in last you know uh, ever since pandemic hit we realized that uh, we have to come up with new policies and process sometimes it we came up with those policies because we knew that this was the need of the r right so i think that that's what that is something that is very important and if our employees are not willing to come forward uh, and ask uh, for such breaks for such leaves then you know somewhere we have failed to build that safe space, space for them right so for instance let's say an employee goes on a leave maybe maybe you know a mental health break or any personal crisis the real test is to see how peacefully is this person able to stay away from the work you know that's the real test it is also a reality check uh, on you know employer employee and manager bonding so if it is if it is okay for me to say that you know i'm feeling i'm not feeling well today i need a holiday it should be equally okay to say that i don't feel like working today i need a leave you know that's when you know that you have built that workplace for your people you've built that safe space for your employees where they are able to come up and you know ask for such things uh, so these are these are some of the initiatives we started at observe you know we launched wellness holiday uh, last year uh, so every second friday of the month is a wellness holiday and we created a holiday calendar in such a way where uh, we have long global weekends so this year we have 10 long global weekends uh so this automatically helps you to you know manage the burnout across the organization uh because the entire organization is on leave so i think there are you know there are simple things that you can do to bring that resilience in the workplace and uh, again about the wellbeing part i have a very different approach uh, again um so you know you can create series of recurring events for your employees but think of it i mean today we are so self aware of our well being that we all have our own you know schedule uh, whether it is running brisk walking we have we know that this is what i want to do so if you we as a hr pros go ahead and you know put multiple recurring invites for them saying that let's do virtual well being you know in this setup 
we are only adding more to their you know uh, screen time which right. is actually hindering their well being if you see <laughs> so <laughs> so what we did here at observe is we approached it in a very different way so uh, we asked our employees what they want to do and many of them said that hey you know meditation is something that we want to do but we can't do our mind wanders uh so we created a series of meditation workshops okay so one was uh, meditation using vowel uh, one was meditation using mandala art another meditation was twin hearts meditation now if you see it's meditation but different ways of doing it right and at the end of the session we we saw that uh, most of them learned this art of meditation right for somebody who is artistic the mandala art meditation worked well uh someone who enjoys more serenity the twin hearts meditation worked well right so at the end of the session we imparted that skill to them and now they are on autopilot mode we don't have to put a recurring invite on their calendar and you know increase their screen time say in the name of wellbeing um so yeah i i believe in doing things which uh, should not look like just like a you know a checkbox on a hr list that is a very different way of addressing these problems you know when you are addressing problems in a very different way there might be different challenges like you mentioned about you know them having a safe space uh, your managers or the individuals they might have come up with different challenges with moving for these particular ways which are very different from the normal industry standards that we have so what are your biggest challenges that you faced <laughs> yeah there are always there yes there are always challenges i think uh, many hr initiatives uh, if you look at them uh, they fail when you don't link it to a business outcome or if you fail you know to clearly state the advantage of these initiatives or it could be that the leaders of the organization are simply you know target and projects driven and don't re- are not really invested in wellbeing of their employee uh, these are these are generic reasons so if i have to say specifically at observe Uh, hr has had a lot of support and lot of trust has been you know placed in hr by the founders from the beginning to bring those bold ideas uh, to the table to question those stereotype hr practices so every time we come up with uh, an idea we see that what are we trying to solve we start from there what is the problem we are trying to solve by bringing in this initiative so when you start from a refined problem statement uh i think the solution that you come up with is something that is meaningful it's not as i said it's not a checkbox on hr uh, you know list of things that we did in this quarter uh so the beginning of the whole thing has to be you know what problem are we trying to solve um uh so if if i have to say uh, uh in fact i wouldn't be you know entirely wrong uh, in saying this that in some organizations where uh you know hrs are not empowered so much uh, they literally become an executing center right they are not solving the problems strategically uh so that that is something uh, that's not there at observe yeah. and to answer your question yes there has been challenges uh, but of a different kinds um, at observe so when we went remote uh, we were approximately 35 people in india and 28 in us and during the pandemic uh, we grew in numbers and today we are 250 plus both in india and in us so if you see the major team members were onboarded in a remote setup that itself is a big challenge right right um so to balance that uh, we do an extensive onboarding of our employees and especially of those who are stepping into a people managers role 
okay so uh, so to say observe has many traditions okay uh, like for one of the traditions that i really love which we started here is uh, we have we don't have diwali hampers we have diwali and thanksgiving hamper so it's not just called diwali hampers um, so what happens is in diwali we give the hampers to our employees which is a common hamper across india and us uh, and which has the elements of both diwali and thanksgiving and in christmas we say it's time to give back to the society okay, okay. so in christmas we do not create any hampers we come up with charity initiatives csr initiatives and we plan these initiatives in such a way where it is not only about giving money you know to this initiative it is about giving your time your talent to these initiatives um so we have planned lot of initiatives like that so even this year we tied up with sads india share at doorsteps where employees can you know go ahead and uh, give away the items that has not been uh, used by them for a couple of years and you know a company has sponsored the pickup so these are the traditions and these things have been built at observe uh, there is a philosophy behind it you know this is something that was imparted to me by the founders when i was that early employee so when we do the onboarding we try to ensure that that is being passed on to our new joinees uh, to our new people managers so that there's a consistency you know in the way culture is going from one uh, person to another person since we are already talking about culture here you know organizations are mostly focused on diversity and inclusion a lot lately so what are the initiatives that you are focused on at observe.ai what are the results and outcomes that you have seen so far when it comes to diversity inclusion and the cultural orientation um so i think as a young startup right any any young startup dni is like the matter of survival so um so if i have to just list down uh, the number of uh, you know um, dni initiatives we have i can see we have like not only maternity but also paternity leave we run women's erg um one of the beautiful program that we are running currently is uh, a behavior of inclusion training program which is across the organization um uh, so this training is focused on very important aspects uh, of creating that environment of inclusion in the workplace right so it helps you uh, internalize and identify your own unconscious biases and how to overcome that um how to have gender neutral communication right so i think depending on our biases we have this tendency of using he or she more often whatever you know our biases are so this training program helps you to identify that and uh, you know come up with the ways where you can draft even in your verbal communication to avoid these kind of uh, you know biases and more importantly it's about leveraging our cultural differences so these three aspects of this program uh, is very very nice and we are getting very good uh, organic feedback from employees on how they are how much they are learning about Uh, all these things how they are able to you know uh, be better in their work every day and uh, as you rightly said you know organizations are a lot focused on dni initiatives and i'm no expert in dni but uh, uh, being in corporate for more than 12 years and being a diversity myself i think i've developed my own theory and a certain way of looking at these uh, you know initiatives um so i think when we create dni policies or framework we might have a blind spot right and i'm saying this from my own personal experience um so i learned this you know uh, i'll i'll tell you an incident uh, so once we had a policy around referral bonus 
okay which was highly appreciated it was created by me and some of my colleagues uh, so the policy was when you refer a diversity candidate the bonus was slightly higher okay within few months i realized that does not sound right to my ears right okay. <laughs> because if you're being hired because you're a diversity uh, you know if somebody is making more money because you're a diversity hire it does not sound right correct a hiring should be merit based so the reference so um so we i identified that th- this is a this is my blind spot okay and i went with the suggestion to the management me and the talent acquisition team and we changed that it was a learning right um and now we have uh, we made all the referrals equal so that was one of my learning uh, while framing you know dni initiatives and i and i as i told you i'm no expert in this you just just learning by doing things right agreed yeah and there was another beautiful initiative we had here at observe just uh, uh, coming to my mind uh, it's around women's day uh, uh, initiative it was brainchild of another colleague from a marketing team so during women's day they suggested that you know instead of uh, celebrating women's day let's celebrate similarity and diversity okay and do something more meaningful rather than sending chocolates and flowers to you know women i mean you are also women you'll agree that we can all buy our own flowers and chocolates <laughs> correct <laughs> right so uh, so these people these uh, colleagues of mine from uh, marketing team came up with the suggestion that amita let's let's do something you know something meaningful so we tied up with an organization called fabric lore okay which empowers local artisans in rural india okay so we purchased a women's day swag from this organization instead of doing you know these chocolates and flowers um, so fabric lore is is a is a business built on social impact okay and we had a you know custom made diversity print on it which was very unique to observe it was again designed by uh, our internal designer and uh, back then we were like approximately 40 women in us and india put together uh, we ran a fun survey among us okay and uh, the in- the results were really interesting i'm sure you're going to be very interested to know what the survey was all about i am definitely <laughs> so so this survey uh, so we wanted to see uh, as i said we wanted to draw the similarity among the diversity okay so we ran the survey and we asked couple of you know questions to all the women and what we realized is we are from different backgrounds different age group different cultural upbringings different professions we've been conditioned differently india us so many different places in india so many different places in us uh, but most of us love wearing sneakers most of us love you know wearing comfy pajamas um so there were so many good similarities but one of the thing that really caught my attention is uh, one of the skills that we asked that all the women should have was uh, and many of them said something similar where it's not only about driving the car you should also know how to change the tire you know that's a skill that a uh, uh, lot of us said that this is a skill that we need to have um so i learned this you know a new and a powerful way of celebrating women's day uh, from my colleagues and that is the power of diversity and inclusion you see so building a diverse team is great but inclusion of thoughts that that is also equally important right that's where the real uh, check of diversity is like are you including 
all these suggestions, these thoughts that you're bringing in from diversity. Do you know how to change the tire? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, even I know how to drive a car, but I still can't change the tire yet. So that that's the agenda for 2022. We will learn to change the tires. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new goal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like you lightly said, you know, we all learn and grow. So right now for all the HR professionals or leaders of today, what do you think would be your one piece of advice for them to emerge better and, you know, grow better? Um, see, no school taught us to deal with the pandemic. <laughs> Never. No, no school taught us to deal with 2020, um, 2020 was all about remote. Okay, 2021 was all about something I don't even know what it was about. Uh, 2022 looks like all about hybrid, right? So things are changing so fast. And uh, I think HR pros have to get very creative in addressing these problems. They have to get very bold and very strategic when they, uh, you know, provide these suggestions to the management. Um, have to be a little bit ruthless with, with execution, uh, execution while executing these projects, these initiatives. And more importantly, uh, this is what I have learned because I've transitioned from an EA role to, you know, uh, HR. There are a lot of things that you can, you know, do, uh, you can learn only by doing, but at the same time, upskilling yourself, you know, constantly, because there are a lot of things available. And I see many times people are not upskilling themselves, right? You have the, uh, you want to go to the next level, but you're not upskilling yourself. It's not going to work like that. Uh, so I think uh, these are some of the basic things that we can do apart from, you know, learning to change the tire this year. <laughs> Definitely. I think upskilling is really important when you're trying to, you know, apply for a new job or for a promotion itself. If you're not upskilling, if you're not having more information on the field that you're working with, it does create a blocker, right? Right. And and things are changing. HR is not the way it was you know, 20 years back, uh, it's all new. Every day is new. Something new ha is happening. So you have to constantly upskill yourself. Right. I think this brings us to the end of our conversation, Amita. It was a wonderful conversation I had with you today. I hope to record more such podcasts with you. If our listeners want to reach out to you, how do you think they can do the same? Um, LinkedIn. All right. So we'll share your LinkedIn profile with our uh, podcast when it goes live. And uh, hope you have a great year ahead. Thank you, you for too. joining in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Bye-bye.